can you hear the crickets? You know, crickets signify in our culture right now a sound of silence. But from what I know of crickets, they make their noise through rubbing their legs together to create a sound. They make noise through movement. So many times I feel like that we're being silent by what we're neglecting to say. When I think silence is more of what we're neglecting to do. And I get confused sometimes when I hear people accusing others of not saying enough, not speaking out enough, when they may not know what they're doing when nobody is looking. It's not up for us to judge the, the motives and the intents of someone's heart or, or even their actions for that matter because we don't know what's in their heart. But I do know that if every single one of us were to focus more on the doing rather than just what we see portrayed in the public eye and we would focus more inwardly on what are we doing? How are we being loud in how we love? It goes further than just words. If a picture can say a thousand words, how much can an act of kindness, how much can just a selfless act speak love rather than just saying I love you to somebody? I feel like people, when they're getting married, they say these vows and a lot of times they don't mean them. They don't actually commit to them. It's, it's the actions that show thereafter what was really in their heart to begin with. Love is a choice that we make every single day. And true love is unconditional. I don't know where we got in our heads that, that we had a right to, to treat people differently based on how they dressed or how they acted or you know certain behaviors, their past, their track record. Uh, whatever it is, what, what they think, what they believe. That's not for us to, to judge or for us to decide whether or not they're worthy of love. We're to love everybody, regardless of what they say, do, look like, believe, whatever. We're to love all people. I wonder how many people that are in graves right now would still be walking around still be living a life if they had felt and been shown more love. I'm sure people around them said that they loved them, but maybe they didn't feel it. Maybe they didn't feel the love from their family. I know of so many individuals and people in leadership positions that were under incredible amounts of pressure. Even in ministry, I've seen pastors that have tragically died by suicide because of the pressure that they felt and the lack of feeling love and acceptance for where they were. Everyone is prone to make mistakes. Everyone is susceptible to falling, coming up short, not doing what we think is best or what we think they should do. But the last time I checked, not one of us was perfect. 
Not one of us has even met, much less exceeded our own goals for what we've set out for ourselves. I wonder how many teenagers have just been searching for their identity, their purpose in life, their worth, who they are as a human. And they were pressured and and, and made to feel like that they were to fit a mold based on their parents, their peers, their pastors, their leaders, their teachers. But no one ever really asked them, what do you want to be? Not just what do you want to do, what do you want to be? What do you want your life to speak for long after your days on this earth are done? What do you want to be remembered by? So many teachers, so many preachers and politicians and CEOs of companies and bosses and managers and we put them on pedestals like that they have this heavy weighty voice in our lives as to what we should be and how we should measure up to them but when's the last time that we consulted with our creator when's the last time that we asked him what what does he expect of us I believe that he loves us regardless. I don't believe that he created us with these high expectations that we'll never be able to reach. I believe he created us because he loved us. He wanted us to be unique. He wanted us to be, for, for all of us to be different, but for all of us to love each other. I have a lot of regrets of mistakes that I've made things that I wish I had done and didn't do, things I wish I had said and felt uncomfortable or felt like it wasn't my place to say. Speaking of people in graves, I've attended funerals of people that I feel like maybe, maybe, if I had just done more, if I had shown them more of how valuable and how loved they were, they might still be around. My brother is one of those. This year will be 12 years without my brother. He took his own life the week of Thanksgiving. And he battled with a lot of things internally that a lot of people didn't know about. We as his family didn't even know the extent. And I wonder, like, did I give him a safe place? to talk and to be vulnerable, to express his struggles. How many people in leadership feel like that they have such a high standard to uphold that they can't they can't just be transparent and, and, and say what they're what they're going through. And so under the weight of this immense pressure they end up taking their own life. How many people turn to addictions of all sorts? just to find an escape, find something to numb what they're feeling on the inside because they feel trapped in their own feelings, their own battles, their own emotions, their own thoughts, their own questions. I want to set out now more than ever to be a person that 
can be a safe place for people to be themselves and to be open. And if I have the opportunity to encourage and to help them, then so be it. If not, then I'll just be a friend. I'll be a sounding board. I'll be a listening ear. I'll be somebody who will love and and hug them, smile, show compassion with my eyes. I believe that's I believe that's the right thing for me to do. I can't speak for everybody, but I think it's the right thing for a lot of people to do. Just be a friend. Be a true friend. No judgment, no condemnation, no shaming, no guilting. Loving people where they are. Let God do the molding. Let God do the shaping. Let God do the changing. In his own time and in his own way. I want to be the kind of person that treats someone in a suit and tie the same way that I would treat somebody that's on a street corner begging for money because they're homeless. They don't have a job. They don't have transportation so they can't get hired anywhere. Or somebody who's on a street corner that is selling their body to to make a living, to make a means to keep going. I want to love them just the same. I want to treat somebody with much and with little the same. I want to treat somebody who thinks like I do and who doesn't think like I do the same. Perhaps that would make a lot of things in our world go a lot more smoothly. If we could just learn that we don't have it all together ourselves. We're all flawed but we're all worthy. That's what Jesus paid for. For our debt to be paid. Our value is now in him. And every single person in history is under that grace. So let's show that. If you've been given it freely, then give it freely. Let's not let crickets speak for us. Even though we can hear crickets, it's not because it's coming out of their mouth. It's coming through their actions. 